Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hi, Beth. Hey, Jenna. And hey, Katie Waldow. Wow. Hi. In person, in studio, should I say? Yes, here in studio. It's so crazy. So happy to be here. Thanks for flying all the way here to record this podcast. Just for this, Katie. You know, I mean, I just was thinking about all the things that I could do. And this was on my top list of things. Wow. Like ever? Ever. Bucket list. Yeah. Bucket list, Blessed is She podcast. Wow. So check, check, check. The girls were just asking me today, who is Katie? Like, how did you meet her? Did Beth know her before you knew her? And I said, no, we met her at the same time. And they were like, how did you meet? And I said, we just met in Florida one day Yeah, (laughs) at a conference after I was obsessed with her on Instagram. Do you mind sharing a bit about yourself and maybe how we met? Yeah. So I actually work full-time in youth ministry. That's my main job, J-O-B. And (laughs) so I was in a place that I was newly living, didn't have a lot of community, actually found Blessed Is She on Instagram in the beginning, like not even 10,000 followers. Crazy. The beginning. Early mm-hmm. adopter, Katie Waldow. That's me. Was so grateful for you guys sharing a lot of my stuff in the very beginning, mm-hmm. sharing my photos, tagging me. I mean, that was just like very incredible. Basically a exciting. Katie Waldow regram account. Stop. <laughs> Stop true. But it just, it meant a lot to me. You know, it mm. really made me feel like I had something worth saying and sharing, mm. which is really beautiful. Because of my job, we were going to the convocation in Florida. We, we met were. in the hallway of convocation of Catholic leaders. Yeah. It's a special moment. Hosted by the USCCB. There you go. Katie, I love that you like to sing. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. Those are my favorite stories of yours on Instagram when you just spontaneously break into song. Just start singing. I just can't help it. You just got that joy. Yeah, that joy, 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 joy. Down in my heart. Down in your heart? Down in my heart. To stay? To stay. Are you naturally like a joyful person? Is this just your personality to be bubbly, outgoing, singing all the time? I think when I'm feeling most me, yes. I think there have been a lot of things where I've tampered that down or felt like I had to read the room before I let that out. But for sure, I think when I feel most at ease and most myself than it is that way. So in case you don't follow Katie Waldow on social media, go to Instagram right at the real Katie Waldow. Leave this app. Oh my goodness. And go to at the real Katie Waldow's Instagram account. And you will be filled with the beautiful Katie Waldow all up in your feed, spreading the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and breaking into spontaneous song. Katie, can I ask you about mm-hmm. your favorite Bible verse? Mm-hmm. I've heard you say this before, yeah. and I think it's so interesting. It's mm-hmm. like one of those top secret Bible verses that you think it's this fluffy thing, but mm-hmm. it's a deep reality mm-hmm. about the Christian life. Can you tell us? So a while back, I decided that I was going to read the entire Bible, and obviously that did not go as planned. But I thought, what is something short that I can start with? You know, something that I could just jump in and not feel overwhelmed by so I opened to James I was like this looks pretty chill like kind of short you know I can do this 
And it was not chill. It was like very powerful, yeah. you know, even though it was short. It just like resonated so much. Consider it all joy when you face trials of any kind. It was a perspective that I had never heard. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people talk about joy in the good times, but this essentially to me was how to keep that despite things maybe not going as planned or especially when things are not going as planned. I don't know. It just was invigorating for my faith, you know, and it gave me a whole new perspective to Mm. not just be focused on the feeling of joy, but the being of what joy is relationship with God and putting that first and having that despite whatever external transient things are happening. And that's right out the gate. James 1, 2. Mm -hmm, Consider mm -hmm. it all joy when you encounter various trials. I was like, whoa, okay. James is writing in a time of intense persecution. You know, he's even James the less writing it because James the greater has already been martyred. So to say this is a joy to be under trial. It's a different understanding of joy, especially when you think about it as Americans. We think... Joy is happiness. Joy is stuff. Joy is when I get this thing that I've been waiting for. Joy is this elusive out there thing. And if I get this, then I'll have joy. Instead of joy being about what you're saying, an eternal perspective, your relationship with God, eternal happiness, right? Yes, exactly. And joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's exactly right, Jenna. Thank you. Galatians 5. I'm learning from Cecilia. She's getting her first Holy Communion. It's so helpful to me, this perspective of joy being a fruit of the Holy Spirit, because it's saying that joy is not in some out there thing, not in some abstract thing that I need to attain. Joy is a fruit or a byproduct of walking in the Holy Spirit. And that's something we all have access to. I also think it's cool to think if the Lord gives us the Holy Spirit, he gives us the advocate, then all we have to do is receive it. Yeah. It's not your own effort. Like, oh, I need to be more joyful. Oh, I wish I was. It's just a fruit. It's different than like being optimistic or having a good attitude, which I think is a discipline and ultimately helps to sustain our joy. But the origin of joy is relationship with God, particularly with the Holy Spirit. So what about joy in hard times? What about James 1, 2? How practically do you consider it all joy in trial, in suffering, in disappointment? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like very popular, that bumper sticker, t-shirt, water bottle, choose joy. How do you do that? I think for me, it comes down to trust. Mm -hmm. Trust in God, allowing him to walk with me, you know, really asking for him maybe even sometimes to carry me just being open to him walking with me you know and allowing that trust in God to carry me through that I think has helped me time and time again especially in the suffering when it doesn't come so easily you know and he provides he just steps right in and gives me that joy and like you were saying that it's eternal that it's outside of the boat or the yeah whatever thing we think it is that's going to make us happy I read a book on my five day called Poor in Spirit by Father Thomas Dubay. And ultimately, it was about joy. It was about that beatitude of being poor in spirit. And he talked about how poverty and humility really are joy. Mm. It's actually the antithesis of what we think joy is, is what you're describing, peace, comfort, Mm. security, 
it's not this wild, energetic mm. happiness. Right. It's a deep and sustained peace. That's actually truer to the characteristic of joy than bubbly, bouncy, excited. I love what you said about trust, and I know you have a devotion to the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Love it so much. I went to a week-long camp, if you will, in Florida at a monastery, and we did lauds and vespers with the monks every day, and then we did adoration. was my first adoration experience. It just was like a whole lot at once, but I just remember sitting down in the church on the altar doing the Divine Mercy Chaplet together in song, which I think connected me to it in an extra way as well. And from there, it just became such a consolation to me, you know, in all times, good and bad. And it just really transformed my faith in a way that I didn't think possible. I don't know. I've never been necessarily like a rosary person. I've always wanted to, but didn't feel that connection. And not that you always have to in order to have a devotion to something, but I don't know, this just felt different for me. And it was something that fit in my life and felt like could be part of a routine without feeling like routine. Something that I wanted to do, but also increased my prayer and really just helped sustain me and continue to make me feel close to God, no matter what. Okay, so I was in confession last week and I have a very holy, regular confessor. And, you know, I felt like I kind of brought a lot to the sacrament this past week. And I was kind of bracing myself. I expected tough love or tough mercy, you know? And he just gave me this simple penance to pray one Our Father in thanksgiving for all of the blessings that God has given me. And I was like, what? And he said, well, what I would like to give you as a penance is just to start taking note of your blessings throughout the day to have gratitude for the ways that God's loving you and providing for you. But that's kind of abstract. And then you're going to wonder, did you do your penance or not? So how about just one, our father in Thanksgiving? And it was such a gift to me. First of all, how gentle is God's mercy? Mm. That was such a beautiful experience of being met with tenderness when I felt like, wow, I've really botched a lot of things this past week. But also it has sort of perked up in me, this looking for God's blessings and being grateful for them. So not only identifying them, but turning it back into my relationship with God and saying, thank you for that. I'll be driving in the car and I'll feel myself just kind of like downcast and I'll start thanking God for certain things, big Mm -hmm. things, little things, everyday things. And not again, that I'm perfect at this practice or even great at it, but it has been a nice tool to have in my bag Just in the past week, I had a spiritual director many years ago who would say, gratitude is the key to joy. And so I wonder if that sort of secular or even Christian sentiment of choose joy for me looks probably more like choosing gratitude. That's really beautiful. And not easy, for sure. No. Well, you have to decide. Yeah. You have to decide to think about good things. Reminds me of that Philippians 4, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable. There is any excellence. And if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. We really do have to choose what we think about because our thoughts become things. Our thoughts become our reality. 
You know, I'm not really a naturally joyful person. So if I'm joyful now, it's really only the grace of God that he's changed my heart and shown me that he's capable, shown me that he's willing to provide for me. I have the experience of being provided for. And so that helps me to rest a little bit in the unknown and to be at peace. It's incredible that you don't find yourself to be a naturally joyful person and yet you exude such joy. That's a total testament to the Lord that you have that peace in your heart. Well, getting there. We're all work in progress. It's in him. Like if you find that you're a sour person or a negative person, you're going to find that joy in the Lord. I hate those cliche verses like Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. But it's true. No, I think that is so much of what, for me, separates it from just happiness or just, you know, the feeling that you get. And then that feeling's gone. Even though my disposition is to be joyful, I still get upset by the things of life that are hard, you know? And so I think refocusing on my prayer, going back to the things like the Divine Mercy Chaplet, like the saints that I love, bring back that steadiness when I hit a wave. Katie, I love that you said that because I think for people who, like me, can be a little more melancholic, the temptation is to think that comes easy for other people. Mm -hmm. You know, things don't affect them like that, but you really still do have to press in. Oh, totally. It's still a work in progress, a constant thing, something that's ever evolving, ever changing and growing. On Instagram, people will say, Kitty, you're so joyful, or you're funny. I don't necessarily think that Mm. all the time when I look at my stuff, because I'm going through internal stuff that I'm not necessarily putting out there. So that's the other aspect of it too, is maybe what you're seeing from me on social media is not always going to be what's happening in the moment that isn't joyful. You're choosing gratitude and joy. You are thinking about whatever is lovely, whatever. Yeah. You're putting your focus on those good things, right? even if everything's not sunshine and daisies in your world. Absolutely. When people say those things to me, I love that. I love Mm. that that's what comes off in my social media because that's what I want it to be. You know, I want it to be about sharing the joy that God has given me and that I feel when I am close to him. I don't want it to Mm. be about someone feeling like they have to have something better or something other or something that they don't already have. I want them to look at their life and say, like, where is God giving this joy to me because it's there for everybody whether or not you're already feeling like you're a person who is naturally joyful or bubbly or outgoing god has that joy for all of us and wants to give it to all of us even within the suffering especially within the suffering because i have so many things going on that not necessarily are going to be put on social media but then that aspect of continuing to pray to press in and to choose joy really comes into play bringing it back to things that steady me when I don't feel like I want to just put a smile on. Yeah, we can fake it till we make it. But I think the deeper work is to lean in in prayer until you really achieve it deep down on the inside, Mm. that peace that you only find in intimacy with the Lord. I remember the first time I discovered that God was joyful. That might sound silly, but 
I remember one day going to the chapel really hesitantly because I was just kind of stuck in my own sin and shame and I was sure I was going to be in trouble with the Lord and kind of even went into the chapel sort of dragging my head and very sorrowful and Mm. repentant and the Lord was like not worried about it. You know, I had asked for forgiveness and I was frequenting the sacrament of confession, but there was a sense in his presence that he was lighthearted. And I even remember writing my journal that day, like, God, you're in a good mood. And he said to me in my heart, I'm always in a good mood. Mm. That's one of my favorite things to tell people. Like God is always in a good mood. We don't have to be afraid to approach him because he's in a good mood. Yeah. So when we need joy, when we need peace, we go to the Lord because he's got it. He not only has it, but he is it. I want to know what brings you joy. I know we're talking kind of abstractly like joy is in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy is relationship with God. But that doesn't have to be in prayer in the chapel or at mass, right? There are things that bring us joy rooted in the Lord. So what is that for you? My husband is a source of joy for me and he really helps me. He focuses a lot on joy and helps me to do that when I don't necessarily want to. I'm the oldest of four girls, which is really beautiful and a source of joy for me as Mm. well because I have a close bond with my sisters. I love them very much and they bring me a lot of joy. So Mm. I'm really grateful for that. I feel blessed to be their older sister, you know, to be Mm. given that. And it's such a gift to me and it's great to kind of see that evolve as we get older and we grow closer and we become our own people. You know, it's been a really great gift. Coffee makes me joyful. Just the little things. The little things. Truly. Sunshine makes me joyful. Oh, You're in the right place. I know. Music makes me joyful. What's your go-to? Like a genre or like song? Happy song. Backstreet Boys forever and ever. Wow. (laughs) I love that. Boy bands for life. Truly uh, inspirationally, early Mariah Carey. Adele always. I love, I love that you preface that with inspirationally, Mariah Carey. Yeah, but early. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right. I know. Right. I get it. Right. Sarah Bareilles I love. Yeah. yeah. Ingrid Michaelson I love. People who have beautiful things to say and sing them beautifully really gets to me. Jenna, what about you? What brings you joy? The sunshine also. The beach. Family time is mm-hmm. really special mm-hmm. to me. It's mm-hmm. just the greatest thing ever. Music in general, specifically worship. I love that you said worship because that has been another huge part of my prayer life. I love music, so I love mm-hmm. worship. It really brings me to a place of joy, especially when I am feeling not my best. In my car, yeah, blasting it, mm-hmm. worshiping. People next to me are like, what's going on? Right. I'm like, I don't care. My hands are up. Yeah. My hands are on the wheel, but they're also like... But at a stoplight, totally you're going after it. Yeah, going after, after it, guys. After it. Beth? It sounds like it's a lot of the same things. Good relationships. That's how I feel about my niece and nephews. Yeah, for sure. Even if I'm grouchy, which I was when I took them to the pool this weekend, I was like, guys, it's like raining. There's lightning. We're going to be there for five minutes. Took an hour to get here. So even when I'm not my best, just being around them, they're my favorite people in the whole wide world. I feel content to be with them. Even if we're not having deep conversation or heart connecting, I like playing games with them. I like watching shows with them. I like listening to them talk in the car about silly stuff. 
the beach ocean is huge for me just any kind of being outside mm. but lately guys i'm going to talk about jenna's favorite new subject plants for me to talk about farming and that is, <laughs> and that Gardening. is i've started planting plants and it brings me so much joy and i come in the house and i talk to them and if you guys are concerned about me, you should probably set me up with someone so I can get married and stop talking to my plants. But this is where we're at. Beth Davis and- at blessedisshe.net. <laughs> anyway, I love it. I found this Netflix show called Big Dream Small Spaces. It's this British gardening show. It's beautiful and people share their stories and it's outside and they start a project and they finish it. And it's wholesome. You guys, you too can have a little joy if you just buy a houseplant. I did buy Katie okay, a house listen, plant. Listen, <laughs> I bought a plant last week. I put it on my story. I said, do you guys think it's going to die? Or and like, everyone voted yes. Everyone was like, yeah, you basically killed it already. Right? What? So no confidence in me. It's fine. I'm totally fine because obviously my track record is not good. With plants. I don't know. Someone's like, go get soil. I'm like, that's an extra step. I just want the plant ready to go. Katie, there's something to just get in your hands mm. in the soil. Mm. I repotted this ficus plant this weekend, and he looked kind of sad because then later I saw, like, really beautiful, healthy ficus, and I was like, dang, I got my ficus at the wrong place. But I repotted it, put it in a little sunshine, gave it a good drink, as Mm -hmm. Monty Don would say, put it in a little plant family by the window. Mm -hmm. It's already sprouted a new leaf, and I told him last night, I'm proud of you. That's really cute. (laughs) Because I'm talking about plants. I just look at my plant, and I'm like, you're good, right? And then I keep going. (laughs) Katie's talking to her plants, too. <laughs> I'm not talking to anything. Guys, should we pray? Let's. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Katie, do you want to lead us? Sure. Loving God, we thank you for every good gift. We thank you for the joy that you are, for the joy that you give us. We ask that you would be close to us, in those times that we don't feel joyful. In the times where the struggle feels overwhelming and we can't get our head above water. We ask that you would walk with us hand in hand, that you would carry us. That you would help us to grow closer to your heart, Lord, so that we might know that it is in you that we will find our greatest joy, our greatest happiness, our purpose. We ask that you would call us deeper into relationship with you, God, no matter where we are on our journey. And then you would help us to practice gratitude. that we might see you in all things. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thanks, Katie. Thank you guys so much. I was so real. Will you stay longer even though we're done with the podcast now? Will you stay in town for a couple more weeks? I can stay a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Beth. Thanks, Jenna. Chat soon. See ya. Bye. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. 
Connect with us at blessedishe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.